dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And thanks for joining us once again here on Blunt Business, here on CannabisRadio.com, presented by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, which you can find out more at USCCExpo.com. This week, we're going to focus on a discussion on Southern California and the idea of wholesale cannabis pricing to the largest legal cannabis market in the world, Los Angeles. And here to tell us all about it is the co-founder and CEO of Flower CO, Ted Lichtenberger. Ted, thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. Thank you for having me. It's great to come in today. Hey, my pleasure. So is it Flower Co. or Flower.co or Flower CO? That's uh, Flower Co. Okay, Flower Co. We're going to go that going forward. So now, Flower Co. has introduced a unique membership program that allows its members to save 30 to 50% off retail pricing. That's great. The program is available in Northern California, including San Francisco, Alameda County, which also includes Oakland, and now Los Angeles. And according to this, you pass on the savings to the customers by pairing them directly with the suppliers, which includes veteran growers, cutting-edge manufacturers, and top brands like Kiva, Bloom Farms, and Raw Garden, just to name a few. So, Ted, help me wrap wrap around my head around how you were able to set this all up. Yeah, so, you know, I I got in this industry a couple of years ago, and at a certain point, I just got frustrated with the state of how brands sold to dispensaries. We weren't getting respected, um, we weren't getting paid on time, and I saw prices just going up for the customers as taxes went into effect, and everybody felt the burden of regulation. And so I tried to think about it a little bit different. And instead of uh, doing the normal uh, dispensary model, what we figured out was that by aligning long-term with our members, by charging them a uh, $89 or $79 or $119 membership, depending on uh, which tier of products they wanted, we could pass on all of the um, you know, the rest of the savings to the customer and keep prices really low. And so the way that we do that is really by copying Costco's playbook. Uh, we, we mark up the product just enough to cover the logistics and operations to get it to you, and we make money off of membership. And I noticed uh, there have been some stories when I was doing the research about how the flower company is referred to as the Costco cannabis in some uh, spaces. Now, also on the delivery front, you also help with that because you offer scheduled delivery that allows less overhead than dispensaries and lower costs and on-man delivery services because of the efficient delivery routes. With this model, only what is ordered is packed each week, which that's good, reducing storage costs, offering customers fresh product. Now, one story I read states that, quote, flower company sells ounces of weed for $59. And that's not a typo, folks. That's ounces with an O. Talk to me, uh, Ted, about the coordinating this delivery setup and the cost of the customer. Are there any things that have to be tweaked in terms of packaging or freshness of product? Yeah. So what's nice about our model is we don't have stock sitting there for nearly as long as other people in the industry. Because we work with the same members over and over again, we start to know what they want and we can plan ahead. And that means that our customer, our customers, 
can get product that's more fresh that hasn't been sitting there um, for you know over 30 or 60 days uh, it only comes to us for a week or two before it gets shipped to the customer's door and um, with products like our pre-rolls um, it's about as fresh as you can get as soon as it clears compliance testing it's going out the door to the customer now, your company states that also, quote, our goal is to provide customers with cannabis product that seamlessly fits into their lives and aligns with their behavior. And that's a club membership style model that makes it possible and aligns your interests. Now, your approach also is, is, is holds consumers accountable for payment because that there's a direct consumer relationship built into the way we operate, ensuring customer satisfaction also guarantees multi-year subscriptions. So now... It's safe to say, obviously, we talked about how stores like Costco, BJ's Wholesale Club, uh, that was kind of the model you go with. What is it that differs from your model that you're going with? What's the differentiation? Yeah, so, you know, with us, we actually deliver to you, um, whereas with Costco or BJ's, you'd have to go in, in, in person. And that has meant that there's some additional challenges and um, right now, um, as a member, um, we're delivering three days a week. We're delivering Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday up in Northern California, and Thursday and Saturday down in Los Angeles. And over time, we're going to add more and more days and make that um, that delivery more convenient. Um, and so, you know, unlike uh, uh, other delivery services, we don't deliver to you in real time. Uh, members do need to wait a little bit. But what we found is that when you can save thousands of dollars, it's worth waiting a day or two. Totally. I want to get into a little bit of a roller coaster, you will, of some questions for you that are, we're going to start off inspirational and very positive lifting, and then we might get to a little bit more critical, somewhat negative uh, comment, commentary that I've heard and read in the news, and I want to go into just reach out to you about that but we're going to talk about that more with the co-founder ceo of flower co ted lichtenberger here on blunt business but first we have to go to break let me first tell you about the united states cannabis conference and expo it's the right to educate empower and engage the evolution of the cannabis industry you should be joining yours truly plus thousands of industry professionals on august 3rd and 4th in miami florida for the return of the u.s cannabis conference and expo you can visit usccexpo.com for more information on how to attend. That, again, is the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can get early bird registration going on right now through May 1st. Half the price of a regular full registration ticket. Make sure to go and do that and learn how you can also use your confirmation code, share it along to others, and receive further discounts as a result. Find out all that and more. Go to usccexpo.com to learn more. usccexpo.com. Back with more with Ted and more Blunt Business after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. 
This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's Cannabis Caucus are coming this month to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, Lansing, Michigan, and Philadelphia. Register today using promo code CANNABISRADIO20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Ted Lichtenberger, co-founder and CEO of Flower Co. here on Blunt Business. And uh, Ted, uh, you said in a recent announcement, quote, LA is where art, music, and creativity happen. We want to be a part of those conversations by infusing Humboldt's, or as in Humboldt County's, culture with LA sensitivities. So to me, for those that might not understand about Humboldt County, a little bit about the philosophy, the culture, and how it might clash or might be able to mer- melt mold with LA, why is that so important? Yeah, so you know, Humboldt and LA have for a long time had a, a deep relationship. Um, most of the, the weed historically sold in LA and consumed down here has come from Humboldt County and the rest of the Emerald Triangle. And uh, that connection is one that we just want to recreate as part of this um, this newly regulated industry. Uh, something that I admire about Humboldt is the independence and kind of frontier spirit that the um, community there embodies. And that's actually why my supply chain company is called West of West. It's Humboldt County is the farthest West point in California. It's a couple hundred miles West of LA. And um, we, I really like how um, that independence is helping the folks of Humboldt find their way through uh, this newly regulated industry. Um, on the LA side, um, you know, we, we think that, uh, uh, the way that LA is a leader in music and popular culture, um, is something that, um, you know, Humboldt, uh, should continue to be part of. I, I remember, um, visiting one of my farmers and hearing about how he would drive down to LA and, um, uh, be the, the plug for, um, different sports teams or uh, famous artists and musicians. And so we're recreating that same exact pattern. Uh, we're, we're doing, um, events with, uh, music studios that, um, uh, give our members access to, um, membership, uh, uh through, through membership access to, uh, concert series. And then mm-hmm. um, we're also working directly with artists to thank them for the contributions that they're making to culture uh, with bouquets of flowers and um, other, other gifts. So 
I'm a little bit familiar with Humboldt County and the Emerald Triangle. I know there's been a lot of talk about, you know, first of all, about the development of flour in, in the those areas. And I've heard a little bit about the culture behind it. So if you can kind of summarize, what is it that, you know, if for people that are visiting Humboldt County or want to know what, more about it, what can you tell me about that area and the reputation it has that why it's so important that something like what you're doing here would is something that you want to be able to recreate in other areas. Yeah, absolutely. So Humboldt County you know, originally came about as a, as a, as a center of, of cannabis production back in the early seventies. It was the, the, the leading area for the commercialization of cannabis and um, just having so much empty space. Uh, it's a, it's a place about the size of Connecticut and it has a, a less than a 10th of the people and that, that space gave room for people to um, develop a, a community around cannabis that um, really fostered a lot of innovation and cultivation practices. Um, some of the first Cincimea, so seedless uh, cannabis came from Humboldt County. Um, and it's the place where light deprivation, which is um, one of the biggest most transformative technologies uh, in cannabis production uh, took scale after Prop uh, 215 gave space for cultivators to um, have larger greenhouses up north. And so, uh, you know, if you look around all of America, those technical innovations in Humboldt County and other parts of the Emerald Triangle uh, started to bring cannabis production home from other countries uh, to Northern California and Northern California became the weed basket of America. And so we think that those same legacy producers should be part of the future. We don't think that folks from uh, Canada or folks that are you know, just getting into the industry should be the ones that take everything, take all of the fruits of this regulatory change. We think that folks that have been in the industry and been uh, developing high quality best practices should be able to participate and not be shut out. So that's what we're helping to do by connecting people in LA, people in the Bay, um, and people around other parts of the state directly with those producers. So it does feel like, it feels like you're trying to, there's part of a culture and a lifestyle that's trying to be resonated over along with just, you know, the use of the product, whatever that might be that you might be providing them and a consumer might be buying or purchasing from you as part of a subscription. Now, another quote I want to bring up, which really kind of ties into all this is, you said that, quote, caring doesn't always speak to profit. I don't know how a lot of people take that, but I mean, I totally understand where you're coming from. But in our, in our mindset and this market, we firmly believe that it does, end quote. So talk to me about the overall importance of em- emphasizing care into what your company does. Yeah. So from the beginning, I have been motivated by by trying to help the Humboldt County community make it through this regulatory shift. Um, and so I've, I've cared about creating jobs and maintaining the, the local economies there. But I've also you know, recognized that there's a lot of communities out there that don't have safe access to clean cannabis that's affordable. And so part of our, um, our, our mission is to provide access. And what that means tactically 
is we're going to be rolling out over the next few months um, care programs where we give membership to folks who otherwise can't afford it and are in dire need, uh, folks that are low income as well as uh, going through uh, significant pain moments like leukemia treatment. And we think that those communities deserve access and that with the price and the taxes on cannabis today, uh, we'd like to do what we can to help give that to them. I definitely see where you're coming from, where it's, it really is, um, it's also that California spirit, I guess, because, you know, they always talk about when you go to California, everybody's just so nice, and there's just a much different atmosphere there than someone like for me in South Florida. It's just <laughs> completely different. Uh, so I noticed a lot of it also has to do, I guess, with heritage, I guess, as well. And just, I mean, really, it, it sounds like it's a wonderful place. And it just sounds like that philosophy, injecting that kind of feel into what you're doing, that's the caring part. And I, I totally, I can encompass that. I can, I definitely wrap my head around that. Now, let's go ahead and talk and flip the coin because we've been talking so wonderfully and positive and uplifting here. Unfortunately, there are critics. There's there's criticism in certain places. I want to point out a couple of articles that talk a little bit of negative reporting, and let's put it into perspective. A recent report from MJ Biz Daily wrote this, quote, Tumbling wholesale cannabis prices in some markets are devastating, plant-touching operators and generating negative fallout for ancillary companies to provide services and products to those businesses. This has prompted some companies to seek out new opportunities beyond the United States, including South America, and some are diversifying beyond cannabis. What are your thoughts about when you learn about those type of reports? Yeah, so prices are on a downward trajectory for commodity wholesale cannabis. And that um, that means that people need to be very um, very nimble as this this market evolves. What we've seen as a big you know, problem in the industry is when um, uh, there's not just free competition driving those prices down, but when companies come in that have access to pools of capital, um, especially from the Canadian public markets, and use that capital to operate without any near-term need to be profitable. That type of behavior really hurts competition by the legacy participants in the industry. And I think it's a shame that many are having to walk away from lives they've been building for decades. I think that some level of that is going to happen inevitably as competition shifts um, with the uh, legalization and the change in the risk profile. But I really don't like to see companies operating with models that don't rely on near-term profitability because it makes it really hard for the small guy who's self-financed to succeed to build their business. Now, the way that we work, we are trying to make a business that makes money and uh, is long-term sustainable. We don't have a model that relies on pressing our farmers down to the lowest prices possible. We're buying at the standard wholesale price. And that means that our partners are able to grow their businesses and 
develop a, a profitable, um, you know, industry for themselves. Um, wh- whereas others are, uh, not actually, uh, uh, caring if they are profitable. Now, one other story I want to bring up is a article from Leafly. They stated that, quote, the Emerald Triangle's superb harvest quality in 2018 is good news for farmers, but no season in history may prove as taxing as 2018 in Northern California, where price collapse, plus the paperwork hassles of legalization, triggered what some may have called extinction events. The, the core growing region of the Emerald Triangle, Humboldt, Mendocino, and Trinity Counties is reportedly experiencing, quote, economic collapse. So when you hear that phrase, do you think that might be a little bit inflated? Well, I think there's there there's a lot of truth to it. When you go up to Humboldt County, the the tone has changed a little bit from 2016 when I personally joined my co-founder who's been a Humboldt cultivator for decades up there. Uh, when I got up there, folks were buying Um, you know, new trucks after every season. And this year we saw um, somewhat uh, more kind of tampered down demand for things like that. And we are also seeing uh, people uh, changing the way that they're investing in other parts of um, the, the local economy as a part of that. You'll see we're seeing uh, stores and restaurants have lower business. And that's one of the things that motivates me. I want to make sure that those farms have direct connections with customers because that direct connection is what will allow the humble cultivators to stick it through this period of uncertainty and this period of being captive within the California market. And eventually we will be able I believe to ship to other states legally as federal regulatory change happens. And so I, I, I hear these reports and for me, they're motivating. They're not a, uh, they're, they're, they're not a reason to give up their reason to move forward and work even harder because the, the, uh, the farmers are having to, um, evolve and, connect with new uh, supply chains, new demand, and I want to be one of those partners. That sounds like a great plan. And uh, uh, hopefully, you know, there's going to be a turn in those kind of stories and then the whatever, if the press comes back and they give a more positive spin or there's just none of that, uh, no more of that kind of commentary anymore, that criticism goes away and hopefully you get a chance to be a part of that. That's what we really hope for. So again, we're yeah, here with the co-founder. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, and I would I would say it's it's not going to get easier in the near term. Right. The state is actually about to start really forcing people to use the metric track and trace program, and I believe that's going to create a lot more supply. And so we are going to have a period for the next two years where there's going to be a shakeout, and what we're trying to do is make sure that just because small farmers and legacy producers don't have access to Canadian capital markets doesn't mean that they aren't able to survive this period and carry forward all of the learnings and um, unique strains that they've developed over the course of decades of experience. 
So again, we're here with Ted Lichtenberger, the co-founder and CEO of Flower Co. We're going to come back more with uh, final questions for Ted in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Register today using promo code CANNABISRADIO20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're on the home stretch here with Ted Lichtenberger, co-founder and CEO of Flower Co. Ted, again, I really do appreciate you going through my roller coaster questions here just before the break. And I, I want to go and give a little bit of praise to you that I've, I've got uh, from some stories that I read here, researching and prepping for this interview. But what I want to ask as well, I didn't get into your background. And one of the things that stood out that would be on your resume is your work at McKinsey Company global management consulting and you were a business analyst there for several years before you jumped into the industry so i I guess what is it that kind of just changed things from being in the corporate environment into cannabis what how did the transition come about yeah so uh when i when i went to work for mckinsey i had previously helped to start an eyewear company and so you could say i already had the entrepreneurial bug yeah, but I wanted to learn as much as I could from other businesses that were doing well, as well as biz- other businesses that weren't doing so hot. And during my time at McKinsey, I uh, was able to get a lot of exposure to consumer packaged good companies, helping them with the same types of problems that I now think through with flower company and the other companies that I've helped build in the cannabis industry. But I also worked on projects with companies that were in, um, you know, not in great situations. Sometimes they were in bankruptcy. Sometimes they were heading that way if they didn't turn themselves around. And I worked to help restructure and turn the businesses around. And I feel like that combined double punch of, uh, consumer package good experience and 
experience with distressed companies, sometimes even in bankruptcy, has made me really well prepared to navigate the opportunities, but also the risks that you highlighted with your questions on this call yeah. in the cannabis industry. And it's, it's been a lot of fun seeing the, the hard time that I uh, spent uh, building that toolkit uh, come to use in uh, over the last couple of years. Don't you love that when you have all that, whatever skill sets that you can still apply even to a different sector of a different business. And that's really great to hear. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good that, you know, it's whatever knowledge you could take and you can always try to re-inject. I think that's for every entrepreneur and every kind of business person that's looking for success, always should have. Now, before the break, we aired out a couple of discouraging headlines, to say the least. But allow me to share with listeners a glowing review from a blogger named Broke Ass Stewart who disclaims he has partnered to promote your product, but I thought this was something that, you know, if it hasn't been told, I think you'll love to hear heard this, but here's what he says. Quote, when we heard the Costco of weed was coming to the Bay Area, we were skeptical. We pictured some big box corporate jerks coming into the Bay to make a quick buck. But the only thing big box about them is that their prices are wholesale. They deliver cannabis directly from Humboldt in such a cost-effective way that they could charge customers something like 90% less than the current retail rates. It's wholesale cannabis directly from farmers, ordered online, then delivered a couple days later like it was Amazon Prime. Now, does that say about everything that you would hope someone would say about your product? Yeah, you know, I think <laughs> right. we're uh, we were excited about about their coverage. We were my my co-founder uh, Tony has uh, been a, a uh, been living in the Bay since he was born, a fourth generation Bay resident, and uh, you know, Brooke Stewart is a, a trusted source for a lot of folks in the Bay who are looking to survive with the high cost of living there, and having his. Uh, support for our pricing and customer experience made us feel very comfortable with the you know the product we were building. Um, I think it's it's uh, easy to understand where he's coming from when you um, when you're a customer who's spending a thousand or two thousand dollars a year on weed. You're basically burning it if you're going into a dispensary yeah. and buying product from them today instead of buying from us. And uh, I'm, I'm really proud of what we're able to do as a team. And that's also testament to the fact that your product, uh, you know, if we're able to go into this wholesale, you know, it, being called the Costco of cannabis and, you know, the some of the things that might be thought about where if you are trying to buy things that are, it's considered, I mean, it's a perishable. And so the same idea goes where there are certain products obviously you have a good shelf life you can do, but you know, I always wonder for myself when it is wholesale, what things could be that are out there that you have as products that are perishable that you definitely want to be able to do something with to make sure that, you know, that product is pushed out and supply and demand is taken care of. But it sounds like a great way you're going through things. By the way, your founder you mentioned was uh, Tony Diepenbrock and uh, and I know we were looking to also have him on the show as well, but we were really glad, Ted, that you joined us today and really gave us a great information here and got us a good understanding of humble, understanding of the wholesale cannabis industry. And we don't uh, talk more. We, we always do talk quite a bit about California, but we like to learn more and learn just from different areas and different perspectives. So uh, for those that are interested in your wholesale cannabis product, I think we've pumped it up pretty good. Think maybe people might want to go ahead and you know invest in it if you're in uh, Northern California or Southern California. Fill in our listeners on where and how they can get their hands on your product. Yeah, so 
if you go to flowercompany.com, that's flowercompany.com, you can have a free trial the first time you uh, come to the site and we'll give you a, a weekend on us to see what it's all about. And then next time uh, you need to have a membership, but I don't think you'll think too long about that decision after you try it the first time. Fantastic. So again, uh, Ted Lichtenberger, thank you so much for being with us on Blunt Business. We really had a great conversation. And I, you know, I was here for the pictures. I can't believe it. You know, you're, you're young, man. You're much younger than I am. And you've made it a long way, like you said, with the, the eyewear product, uh, going through McKinsey and then making your way into cannabis. And I'll tell you, um, you know, very ambitious. And I, I like it. I like your attitude. Very positive. Very, uh, you know, you take on challenges very well. And I do appreciate that. And Love having you in the industry. Thanks so much for all your contributions. Well, thank you for having me on your show, uh, asking some great questions, and uh, let me know if you ever want to talk again. We'll definitely go and keep in touch. That's for, uh, You can go and count on that. Again, Ted Lichtenberger, co-founder and CEO of Flower Co. or Flower Company. Learn more at flowercompany.com. And for those of you that are interested, you know, to learn more, obviously you can learn from Ted and the team of Flower Company, but I hope you'll get a chance to learn about the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo and our sponsorship program, a wonderful opportunity to position you and your company as an industry leader to an audience that will listen and engage. Again, our next series uh, continues August 34th in Miami, Florida for our returning conference series. Invest in your future and leave a lasting impression on thousands of attendees. You can learn more at usccexpo.com slash sponsorship hyphen information and talk to a member of the team to find the best option for you. Obviously, we have early bird registration still available. You can go now to usccexpo.com and get half off your registration from now until May 1st. So make sure you get that done as soon as you can. And with that said, that's going to do it for Blunt Business. Here on CannabisRadio.com, you can find past episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Speaker, and iHeartRadio, and wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.